Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Categorically Romance podcast. My name is Sarah. And I'm Bree. And with us today, we have a very special guest. We're so excited. We have Yay. Rachel Stewart. Can you introduce yourself, ma'am? Hello, <laughs> welcome to the yeah, podcast. I'm Rachel Stewart. I write for um, Mills and Boone or Harlequin Romance, I guess it is out there, isn't it? Harlequin Romance. So Mills and Boone, True Love. And Dare, poor little Dare. Um, yeah. yeah, that is me. <laughs> We're so excited. So, okay. You had one of the last Dare romances that released, which I was like, anyone that they would have chose, it would have been awesome but I was like they really went out with a bang here um so you had reawakened and then we're getting soon your next release with Harlequin Romance slash Mills and Boone True Love um surprise reunion with his Cinderella share with us how writing during the pandemic has been and have you been able to celebrate your release dates with the way the world is <laughs> well, writing in the pandemic, <laughs> it started off okay. It was okay. We had no social engagements, no more time to write. And then, as the children came home from school more and more to be homeschooled, um, yeah, not okay, not okay. <laughs> so I think, especially my dear romances, it was just, it was just so funny. I mean. I would write like my sexy scenes and stuff while the kids are at school normally and just get it out of the way before they come home. So of course, but when they are home, <laughs> it's yeah. very, very hard. So I am, um, yeah, I basically, I remember subbing my, I think it's my third book I wrote in lockdown. I think I wrote five or six altogether. And the mm. third one was Our Little Secret. I don't know, I don't know if you've read that one yet. You bought it, Bree, didn't you? You bought it from the UK. Yeah. So Our Little Secret was this gorgeous Tuscan romance. And I sent it into my editor. And um, she came back and she went, it's beautiful. It's really beautiful. But where's the sex? <laughs> <laughs> so I literally spent two weeks drinking a lot of wine and writing a lot of sex. <laughs> so, yeah, it was it was really tough. I think also like writer's block and things like that. I love mixing up where I'm working. So I'll go out to a cafe, anything to change my environment. And of course, that went out the window. So I found myself working these really pokey holes in the house, like finding new little places to sit and write and just, you know, get it, get it down. So, yeah, it was an absolute challenge and celebrating them. Well, celebrating them is kind of weird anyway, because we have so many release dates. I'm always yeah. confused. I think we've got like four release dates for a book or something. And so you never really have one to grab onto and go, right, it's today. Yeah. So oh, I tend yeah, to... that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They release differently. It is. I, I just found out that. this morning. Yeah, I, this morning I found out my book's out in Australia today. And I'm like, is it? Is it? <laughs> <laughs> I love how you as the author are like, you're getting notified that your book release is like, <laughs> normally by a reader and you go oh right <laughs> it's really hard to keep track of so i tend to celebrate um more the fin right in the end right in the end yeah. is a big thing so right at the end get the bubbles out or um signing a new contract as well that's always really exciting so yeah mm -hmm. definitely fizz then that is awesome <laughs> um we love romance origin stories how did you become a romance reader I absolutely, I've, I've always loved romance. I am such a softie. So I started with things like Sweet Valley High, you know, yes, yeah, oh, exactly. Gosh, Sarah. Sweet, Valley High, <laughs> Sweet Dreams, 
anything like that babysitters club you know just just oh. i'm just oh i was obsessed with them so I, i've always been a big reader and romance i just migrated towards it i think and then i used to go and stay at my nan's house when i was a kid and she would have mills and boom books on the top shelf <laughs> so as you can imagine as i got taller i could get on the bed i could read the books <laughs> My life at my nan's house became very entertaining. <laughs> Can I go to Nan's house, please? Yeah. I know, honest, honestly, honestly, I absolutely just fell in love with the stories. And as I got older as well, my friends started reading them. So, you know, in my teenage years, me and my friends would go to the library, even though we were too young to get them out of the library, really, but we'd sneak in and have a little look. <laughs> Librarians would... aren't going to tell you no. Yeah, no, right? no, they love seeing you. And um, and market stalls, I used to go to the market stalls and pick up like a 25p copy of a Mills and Boom book and get as many Sarah Cravens, Miranda Lee, just yeah. everything, anything I could get my hands on. Um, Emma Darcy, Charlotte Lamb, just big favourites. Since I saw the name, I was having it. <laughs> so yeah, romance has <laughs> been my, yeah, my thing. And I am a big softie, I think, at heart. So I think I can do thriller occasionally, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, Sarah, like Sarah grew up reading Sweet Valley High and Babysitter's yeah. Club. And we chat about this all the time. She's like, it feels very natural that she fell in love with Harlequin because she's like, mm -hmm. I grew up reading the series, series aspect books. of it. It is, isn't it? It's the series aspect. Yeah. I never really considered it until I was older yeah. and I'm now writing series. I now go back and go, of course, it's the whole series aspect. And it you makes know what sense, you're getting. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. And there's so many of them, even better. <laughs> I know. And and I went back and I got the uh the ten years later, the Sweet Valley High ten years later. Have you read it? <gasps> Oh my gosh, it came out years ago. And part of me as a, I was like, I was kind of disappointed. I'm like, what's happening here? What, what, this is why authors shouldn't do that. Let the <laughs> die where it dies. Don't ruin the characters for me. <laughs> no, well, you guys totally inspired me because I had to go on a hunt then to try and find some Sweet Dreams books. Oh, and I got these. I mean, you can't oh. see on the podcast, obviously, but you ladies can see them. Oh, my God. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a read. I'm like, go oh, off you go. Try it out. Sweet Dreams. Three's a crowd, Alice and Dale. And Nathan that love Judy Bayer. Well, <laughs> or I'm going to read them first. I feel like I missed out on that craze. I'm like, what was coming out when I was a teenager? Like, I think that whole wave of like, like that interest in like teenage romance series, it feels like it went out mm -hmm. a couple of yeah. years before I was born. Awesome. I feel like yes. I missed out. Yeah. <laughs> my first books, when I, when I was writing as a kid, I mean, most of my first ones were very sort of Sweet Valley High-esque and just, yeah, very much based on that. Mm -hmm. Um. But yeah, I love them. I absolutely love that. I was great. I love how you all were like basically writing fan fiction before <laughs> fan fiction was fan fiction. <laughs> it became a thing. Yeah, exactly. Before it was cool. <laughs> so on your website, you write that being a realist, I never thought I'd actually get published. And so I pursued a sensible career in business, achieving the appropriate degree and spending many years in the corporate world where I never truly belonged. You published Unshackled, The Good Sister and The Bad Sister with Deep Desires Press in 2018 and 2019. So can you walk us through the process from working in this environment where you didn't feel you belong to becoming published? What was that like? Yeah, it was a weird one, really. I think Growing up, I always wanted to be a writer. It was the thing that I really wanted to do, but I really looked up to my dad 
So my dad had a really good job. He had his company car. He had the money. We had the holidays. And I just, and I had so much respect for him. He worked really hard to get where he got. And I was determined I was going to do the same. I was going to be daddy's little girl. I'm the eldest of three. I'm going to be daddy's little girl. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to make him proud of me. So I was like career minded. I can do this. And, um, and yeah, I kind of did well. I got my degree. I got first class honors. I did my degree and I worked in um, software design. So I had a really good career, um, but I was just like acting. <laughs> Inside, I was like mush. <laughs> I'd go to these big meetings and I'd be presenting across the world this software. And I'd be there going, I don't really know what I'm doing. <laughs> Seriously. And I was just, I was just so soft, like proper soft. And I just... Um, I don't know, I worked really hard. I was working seven days a week at one point when my my, my eldest, who's now, um, God, he's 17 this year, actually. But when oh he was God. a baby, I didn't really like, feel like I saw him either because I was working so hard. And um, and you kind of become very blinded by it, don't you? Blinkers are on, you're getting your job done. And then you actually sit back and go, oh, what happened this past year other than work? Oh, nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you, ha- you kind of reevaluate, don't you? And you kind of think, yeah, that's uh, that's not really working. So I had my, when I had my third child, I didn't go back to work after that point. So I had three children at home. I was very much, each child that came along, I wanted to spend more time at home with them. So I was bringing my working hours down anyway. And um, and one of them was really sick one night, like proper sick, um, like vomiting sick. It was not pleasant. But for some reason, I'm sat there at two in the morning and he's lying on the sofa next to me and I have an idea for a book. And I'm like, I think it's time to get the, the laptop back out and try and do this again. So I'm writing this super sexy book on Shackle, my debut, <laughs> with a modern child. <laughs> yeah, it was it was crazy. I think Fifty Shades had come out, and um, and I had tried to be published prior to that point. I had sent off some books while I was working full time. I'd sent off an historical actually to uh, Mills and Boone to Harlequin Historical, um, and got a rejection, a very good rejection, but it was a rejection. So I mm-hmm. kind of parked it. So when my when my little boy was sick and I was there in the night writing, I was like, I'm just going to write something with no fear. I'm going to go all in. I'm going to write a super sexy tale. I kind of was really fascinated by the idea that whether you're male or female, whatever you identify as, when you meet somebody, there's there's a connection. And it's kind of, it's, it's really visceral. It just happens. And it doesn't matter whether they're male or female, whatever. There's just a connection that really works. And I have this idea where this girl meets this woman and she just there's just something about her and she and the connection happens and given time to grow what then happens and you know it's kind of it was just mm. one of these yeah it was just an idea that I just had and followed followed it through so I self-published it and I hit the bestseller listings on Amazon UK and it was really exciting so I was like well, maybe I've got something here and um and then I sent to Entangled Entangled Publishing I sent it to their Scorch line I think it was at the time and they liked it and they were like oh we quite like this but will you make it twice as long (laughs) okay so i'm like really excited thinking i've got a publisher saying they want this write it twice as long change your pseudonym they didn't like my pseudonym for whatever reason (laughs) and um, and just um and a few tweaks so i did it but sadly the editor i was working with then wasn't around as much and somebody else picked it up and sadly it didn't fit the line anymore for whatever reason mm. they changed editorial and it was like this isn't going to work for us anymore so i took it away I, oh my I god made, after I, you did all that work i did all that work i made it twice as long oh my god you're, you're so close you're so mm. close and um and then yeah so that didn't happen i was traumatized but i was like just keep on going keep on pushing don't give up my mom my mom blessed her she passed away around that time as well 
And um, and the one thing that taught me was life is too short. You've got to mm-hmm. go after your dreams and you keep pushing and keep pushing. And uh, and so I did. And that's kind of how I ended up with Deep Desires. They took Unshackled. Um, the Good Sister, the second book I released, that actually was originally for Mills and Boone. And the Presents line. So I wrote it for Presents. Mm-hmm. Presents um, came back and said, we really like your voice and we've got a new line coming out called Dare. We think you'd suit that line better. Would oh my be gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so that was incredible. So they, um, so I was like, I would so be interested. I will definitely do that. Mm-hmm. Um, submitted it to Submittable for, uh, for Dare. And then they launched a Dare to Write competition. And it was one of these blitzes where you submit three chapters and then they will, they will get back to you and say yay or nay or, you know, revise and resubmit sort of thing. And then, um, and I did get a response from the lovely Flo Nicole, who said that, again, they like my voice, but this story isn't going to work for us. Can you give us some ideas? Give us three different ideas and we'll choose your strongest. Do three chapters on that, send it in. So I was like, okay, they don't like The Good Sister. I've got a full book, The Good Sister. Deep Desires Press were like, we'll have it. So gave gave it to them. <laughs> and, um, and then Flo, we, we discussed some ideas. Flo went, I really like that idea, go with that wrote three chapters and two months later I was signed on three chapters and I had a two book deal <laughs> so it was like wow awesome oh my gosh <laughs> it's a long story but yeah pretty much that was it <laughs> that is a lot right <laughs> but it is isn't it? I think this is the thing it's such a roller coaster I think writing and and the rejections are really hard to deal with and you do struggle to pick yourself up a floor and go try again but i think that's mm-hmm. the thing you have to be tenacious and you've got to keep going for it and you've got to build a thick skin yeah. and yeah <laughs> because to to me that's what seems so intimidating about yeah. it like especially you know at that point in your life where you've decided okay i want to be home a lot more with my babies like and i want to pursue this and then to get those well, we like this, but change this, or this isn't going to work for this. Like that's when I would just be like, okay, now I'm questioning, did I make the craziest decision? (laughs) It's so uncertain. But like you said, if you really want to do it, you have to just keep going. And it's a physical, it's very, very physical reaction. You know, you want to be sick. You want to be sick. You want to cry. You're just devastated when you get those rejections come in. And and it's the same when you get a bad review, you know, you kind of, again, you have to build a thick skin and you're not going to, it's subjective, isn't it? You're never going to please everybody. And in fact, if you're writing a good book, you're not going to please everybody because you're going to, you're going to, and they get your readers that love it and you're gonna get the readers that hate it and that's kind of, of way, the way it should be in a way yeah so, yeah. so I have to ask two questions I have to ask two questions off of that before Sarah asks our <laughs> next question okay so first off what was the historical about and second yeah. off I mean I feel like we need a Rachel Stewart presents at some point knowing that like <laughs> yes. that's kind of where it all started I mean man really had them on the top shelf <laughs> It was very much, it was very much definitely, I, I mean, I've always loved, in fact, before Mills and Boone were all categorised out, I absolutely loved them. So I guess presents probably where I was kind of like migrating towards. Um, but yeah, my historical was definitely very Scarlet Pimpernel-esque. A lot of agency stuff. It, I think it was called To Love a Spy. <laughs> along it's true it's true it Um, is yeah 
2020, uh, you're, you published Getting Dirty, Losing Control, and Unwrapping the Best Man under the D.A.R.E. series, and Tempted by the Tycoon's Proposal under the Romance True Love series. What was the experience for writing for two different series at the same time? Now that D.A.R.E. is closed, is there another series besides Romance True Love that you're interested in writing for? Right. Okay. So yeah, right up to different lines. It kind of came naturally. Um, in fact, it was long before Dare um, finished. And um, when I when I wrote the True Love book, it was probably two years ago, the Harlequin Romance came out. And it was because I had an idea for a Dare book. And my editor came back and went, that's not very Dare. That's very romance. That's very true mm-hmm. love. And it, it was a single dad romance. So straight away, it's like, that's not really very dear. Yeah. <laughs> so it was, totally, it was totally the characters. And I say this all the time. I think the characters dictate the style of the story. And I think with the dare books, you've got, you've got people that are, um, the sex, the sexual side of the story is very much integral to their um, emotional development throughout the book. So you've got people that are like giving up their control in the bedroom or, you know, they're like, they're, you're dealing with issues you know, that, are, that are fundamental to them that actually do involve the bedroom. So, yes, yeah. you know, it was kind of like you're, you naturally end up writing the two different styles in a way. I think mm. the biggest thing is you can't swear <laughs> in one and you can swear as much you like in the other. <laughs> and the conversations you then have with your editor, as in, what can I use instead of this word? <laughs> it's so funny. But, um, but yeah, very much like the single dad story, you know, that it wouldn't have been right for it to be super sexy, you know, with the kind no. of people they were, with the loss that they'd experienced, you know, it had to kind of, come gradually with them with their emotional development and then it kind of felt felt right when they get to that point in the bedroom it felt right and then it was open door so it's kind of like um they're both they can both open door well day very open door obviously yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the door is taken off the hinges <laughs> and there's a video camera there <laughs> video so camera weird. ring lights <laughs> it is, isn't it? It's like whoa, but it is. It is very surreal when you have them come out very close together, and that and that. And I kind of think maybe I should have had two different author names, but then I struggle with trying to maintain my one author name. <laughs> yeah. I love that you do because I, think I love it because I'm just like it. I think both of them felt very you you know it's just like you read your romance and it's like okay this is her fun and sexy side and then you get to dare and you're like okay this is sexy (laughs) and emotional and I love that you touched on control because like reading reawakened you see that with Olivia like that is the whole reason that they meet where they meet it's like I in our relationship in my previous relationship I was given control in this certain aspect of it and I want to experience not having to be in control and yeah. I was like I love that Olivia yeah it's totally got to be integral to the plot so the sex can't just be there in any book anyway sex should be there because it's moving the plot forward there is a reason why it's there and things will be different afterwards and I think that's quite a hard thing to learn when you're first writing when you're an inspiring author learning that ability to show the starting point and how they come out of it so different mm-hmm. what what has changed between them you know with that with that moment um and i think that's that's one big thing actually i think when you talk to aspiring authors that they make sure that when the sex is on the page you feel that emotional development in that yeah. scene and you know they do come out as different people things have changed it's mm-hmm. not just there for the sake of having a bit of naughty time you know yeah <laughs> so having 
titles under both dare and romance slash true love slash whatever else it is out in the world. I think it's forever somewhere, maybe heart somewhere. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it is so confusing. <laughs> <laughs> the pretty pink ones, guys. How would you describe both of those series to listeners who may have never read them before? So I would say Dare is obviously super sexy, but the sexual development is very closely tied to the emotional development. And um, and Dare is quite gritty. It's still international. You can still get locations across the world, glorious, you know, glamorous locations, but it can be quite gritty. So you even get your motorcycle club books and things. Mm-hmm. It's very, very varied. Whereas your true love is just, it's so sensual, it's so emotional. Um, it's and again international locations, you know, beautiful, beautiful backdrops, um, and you know the emotional story is very, very, you know, at the forefront. Um, and when they do, you know, it can include the sex. It could be open door sex in that book, but when mm-hmm. it comes, it comes after they've got that bond, and the reader feels that connection is there, that they feel like yes, I'm happy for them to go, you know, to that level now. Um, mm-hmm. And sometimes, like. I mean, I quite like having the sex on the page because I feel like they change quite a bit in that moment. And I think it's very, it's so close and intimate. And I do feel like, you know, it, it needs to be there. But then I've seen it done where they do close the door because they've already got to that point, you know, in that scene. And they don't, you don't need to actually see the act to feel that mm-hmm. connection yeah. growing. Mm-hmm. But then one of my favourites is Liz Fielding's Christmas Reunion in Paris, which is the true, true love book. And they are up the door, up against the door in the first two chapters. (laughs) 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 They are going hell for leather because they had a past. So when they're on the page right at the beginning, it's a very, very intense, passionate scene. And actually, there are no words for that moment when they get together. And so as a reader, you're reading it and you're like, Yes, this totally works. Even though it's a bit of a shock, I was like, "This yeah. is amazing, absolutely yeah. immense." Have you read that one? <laughs> I need to read that one. <laughs> yeah, oh, so, so, just Liz Fielding. Yeah, she. I mean, it, it is just a beautiful, beautiful moment when they come together, and it, it's very intense, very sexy, but very beautiful and very emotional. So, I, yeah, totally recommend reading it. Maybe at Christmas time, but they don't need Christmas time. But it is, it's very, very. Christmas good. time is all the time. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> When you're right at Christmas is in March. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. I know when I read, um, I hadn't read a, a romance or a true love in, in a while. And I picked up um, The Princess and the Rebel by Sophie Pembroke, the first in your series. Yes. And I'm reading it. And I'm like, hold on a second. I don't <laughs> remember it being this spicy. <laughs> well, this is it. Because that is actually classified as a higher sensuality series. Yeah. And I'm like, but. I wasn't, I don't know why my brain hasn't, wasn't thinking that. Like, I think it's the pretty pink cover. And I the know. Soft pink and the, you know, you think, oh, this is so nice. And I'm like, hello. Hello. <laughs> Isn't it brilliant though? When they're like running through the gardens to get back to the house and you're yes. like, going, oh yeah, we know what's happening there. <laughs> it was so good. It was so good. <laughs> really good fun. <laughs> Um, let's chat Reawakened. It was your last romance for the Mills and Boone Harlequin Dare series. And what was incredible, uh, uh, and and it was an incredible last book. In the story, we have Olivia and Valentine who are both in their own way navigating life and grief. They've both lost someone they truly loved. Firstly, Olivia is older than Valentine. She married young and now now that her husband has passed away, she's starting over and she's doing so at 45. 
which isn't an issue until Valentine confesses his love for her. Olivia doesn't want Valentine to one day resent her because of what she believes um, she'll be unable to do as she continues to get older. What inspired the choice of having Olivia and Valentine's story be an age gap romance and to make Olivia older than him? It's a combined effort, I think, between me and my editor. I think it started out, I really wanted to do an old woman romance because I think we write a lot of 30-year-olds and, you know, in the late 20s or whatever. And, I mean, I'm 40, 41 now, I'm 42. And, you know, you don't stop. Like, you know, that, that emotional, you know, they're falling in love, the rush, all that kind of stuff. You don't suddenly stop feeling all that kind of stuff when you hit your 40s. Yeah. <laughs> and I really, wanted, I really wanted to write about a woman who actually has almost lived a life and suddenly... Yep. she has to reevaluate the whole thing yeah and i think you know and and to fall in love again at that age there's a lot of risk involved falling in love i think at that age as well and you know you don't want to compromise you're kind of like you've already done all the compromising now you want to be who you are and you want to live your life to the full so i really was like playing with that idea of a woman that is now set free and is gonna go for it and live her life to the full um mm -hmm. and then i think um Valentine being a lot younger than her, I thought he was a really interesting character. Um, I'd actually had the idea for originally an older man, younger girl um, trope. And it was like a guardian kind of romance, a bit of forbidden, forbidden romance. Um, but it's been done quite a lot and a lot of people do do it and it's very sexy and, you know, it's, it's a lovely, it's a lovely trope. But it was nice to do a different take on that and to have, yeah, turn, switch it around. And also because I think there's more challenges when the woman's older, like the things like the children, you know, that is, mm -hmm. men can have children until whenever, but you know, she can't do that. Mm -hmm. um, so I thought that was really interesting. And um, and when I spoke to my editor about it, we were talking and she was like, well, if you've got a younger man, what if he's lived a lot by that age? So although you've got the prejudice when she meets him, he's really young, he can't really, you know, he's, he's like a child, you know, you know, he's not gonna, yeah. he's not gonna teach her anything type of thing. And actually he's lived a lot, you know, in, in this short mm -hmm. space of time and he's very quiet and reserved. And I thought putting them up against each other was just so much fun, just so much fun. Uh, secondly, we love the fact that both Olivia and Valentine have lost someone they loved. While they weren't perfect, both of their previous relationships were loving ones. What inspired that choice as a writer for your characters? Yeah, I think there's very much, um, there's lots of stories out there where the previous relationship is always a bad one. Yeah. And I thought it was far more interesting to try and explore what it's like if actually you did love them. And I think, because you, like I was talking about compromise earlier, you know, you, you live with someone for a long time, you compromise, you change yourself, you adapt around each other, don't you? And, and I don't think you realise until you're out of that relationship at the end, how much you changed yourself to fit that relationship. So, I, but, but I'm not saying it's necessarily a bad thing. I think we all, you know, if you're living with, with someone 24 seven, <laughs> you have to make allowances. <laughs> so, so I just thought it's really interesting to get to that point where, you have changed yourself, morphed yourself into somebody that you're not, you don't truly actually feel happy with. Mm -hmm. And to have mm -hmm. that ability then to rethink yourself and how they both dealt with that differently. Like she obviously goes for the whole all out, I'm going to live my life to the full. And he's become very reserved and, you know, sort of locked himself down quite a bit and is not willing to go and risk anything. Um, again, it was like having the two characters that are complete opposites come together and then trying to yeah. work out how is that going to work? How are they going to meld together? What can they teach each other? You know, where's the where's the middle ground going to come from? And yeah. can they still have everything they want when they're together? Yeah, Olivia's like, oh, I was bored, so I went for a drive in the middle of the night or <laughs> I'm, I went swimming at three o'clock in the morning. And Fred, know, he, he's like, what are you doing? <laughs> She's like, I can't <laughs> sleep, I'm bored. <laughs> I think it was kind of 
like she had no children. She's got nobody. So when her husband's gone, she really is on her own. Yeah. And it's like, oh, what would you do if you woke up in the middle of the night and you had a beautiful swimming pool? I'll go for a swim, totally. Yeah, why not? <laughs> I've, got the that I've just thought, I'm going to go and drive it on the boat well. Why is it empty? <laughs> so an Olivia quote we loved is, this desire to lose myself in something crazy, something wild and daring and all-consuming, it's getting worse. I love the, the daring that's put in there. Um, but what's one oh, yeah, crazy adventure? <laughs> what's one crazy adventure you'd love to go on once the world is fully back to normal? Do you know what? Never mind when the world's back to normal, right? After reading the Summer Seekers, I'm going on Route 66. <laughs> Seriously, I felt so inspired by that story. I said to my husband, right, when the kids are gone, we're going across America, right? <laughs> Chicago, LA, off we go. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, I would love to do that in the Mustang, in the convertible Mustang, mm -hmm. do it properly. Mm -hmm. What an adventure. But I think, yeah, before that, maybe, maybe take the kids to safari, proper safari in Africa, you know, go and do something Ooh. really, really cool with the children. And, yeah. Um, and yeah, and just, just get out of this country. I know. <laughs> go anywhere. I have right? like always had like, a really big sense of wanderlust but especially now I'm like can we yes. just go anywhere I don't care where Please. we go <laughs> you don't you don't you just want to get out <laughs> what stage are you at now actually where you are are you are you out are you allowed to do stuff go out to dinner we are we are I mean I live in Texas it's our people don't really play by the rules I mean it's been pretty normal for a long it's time party here <laughs> Texas. Yes, but now what that pandemic? people are getting vaccinated and stuff, it's like, it's kind of like before times, you know, you see people okay. in the store without masks and stuff. I'm still masking it up just yeah. because I'm like, I don't know. It feels weird. It's I don't know. Weird. It's yeah. weird. Yeah. I saw my husband's stepmom, I was talking to her yesterday on the phone and she's like sick. And I'm like, yep, this is why I'm going to keep wearing my mask. So. <laughs> exactly. That's it. Is it Japan and places? They all wear masks anyway, don't they? It's like yeah. Yeah. for them. We see that. We see that a lot here in Toronto because it's yeah. such a multicultural city that you do see a lot of them wearing them even well before the pandemic. But yeah. we yeah. just last Friday open stores again at 25% capacity. So we are still on major lockdown up here. You are, aren't you? Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. And are you like, vaccinated as well, Sarah? I've gotten my first. See, right. that's part yeah. of it. And I'm not going to get into it. We dropped the ball a little bit. It took a little bit longer for us to get vaccinated. <laughs> yeah. But it's coming. It's coming. Good. And then, you Good. know. <laughs> and you guys didn't, like, have as many vaccinations. We didn't. So we like, weren't producing them. spread out for you. Yeah. 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 So it is what it is, but you know, it's, it's yeah. the world now. I just want to, I missed my travel last year. Cause I usually go down to the States every October. I didn't get to go. I'm yeah. not going to get to go this year. And I'm just sad. Cause I just oh, you got family go. there as well. Hmm? And you got family there as well. I don't have any family in the U S I have friends in the U S and I go down right. for a festival every year. So Aww. I'm like, I just want, I want to go to target in the U S because <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I'm the drive room 66. You want to go to Target? That's fine. <laughs> we can go to Chicago. We'll go. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm like, Target is the worst place to go. <laughs> you go in for like one thing and you leave spending 90 bucks. Oh, yeah. Oh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's hilarious. 
So let's chat about Jasmine and Freddie's romance in Surprise Reunion with the Cinderella, which is book two in the Billion Dollar Match series. So how did your story come to be part of this series? Like, was it an idea you all had or were you writing this book? And then it, you know, you heard about it. What happened? Because we loved it. If I've got your books here ready to come to you, but I'm waiting for Reawaken to arrive. I'm still waiting for my my individual copies of Reawaken to arrive, so I can include that in the parcel. <laughs> I have got your name on two books out here. Um, you know, I um I I got asked actually, so um I signed for two books for True Love when I signed mm-hmm. my first Tempted by the Titans proposal, and um, about a month later I got a phone call from my editor saying would you be interested in joining this higher sensuality you know series of four books and I'm like higher sensuality she's like well you write the day yeah. <laughs> your name popped up <laughs> yeah. and I was like oh yes I'll do that <laughs> yeah I'm a yes person I'm like oh yeah <laughs> so basically they had they had obviously um brainstormed an idea Mills and Boone had and I think it's a fantastic idea. The whole like, concept of like, you know, people are really wealthy, trying to yeah. meet their match. And you can't do it in the public eye. I mean, the stories are right. So, you know, you need to have a, a place where you can go and you feel safe and, you know, protected from all the media storm and everything else. So it was, um, I thought it was a brilliant idea. And, um, and so they obviously create what we call a Bible. And the Bible then outlines a series as a whole and then each story within the series. So I got given book two, which was Freddie and Jasmine, and they're very flexible. So they kind of say to you, this is Freddie, this is Jasmine, this is this is what their life was like. So their backstory, basically, who are they as people? Mm-hmm. Um, and how, in my case, how they knew each other. But then after that, I got given the location of the Seychelles, and then it was up to me in terms of like how I get them from that point of you know meeting again to actually getting together by the end and getting the happy ever after. So the story is very, very flexible. You kind of have foundation given to you and then you run with it. Um, and it, yeah, I mean, it was, when I said yes, I hadn't really thought about the fact that I was gonna be writing it with three other authors who are absolutely incredible. And, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're like, the pressure, the pressure is on. So you're, I mean, I love, I love all the authors. And and so when I really gave me the list that I'm working with, I kind of like had a, a panic. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, how can I write a series with these beautiful, fantastically talented people? And, um, and then I got over that. I've just got to get on with it. Just write the book. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, and it was it was lovely. And I think because writing's obviously quite, you know, you are on your own when you write, it's very isolated. So to work in a group, you know, and sort of pass ideas around and, and chat about it, it was lovely and you get that little community feel, um, which was gorgeous. And yeah, the other authors just so, so lovely. So yeah, it was really good fun and I was I'm so glad I did it. So glad. Oh, that's that awesome. is so fun. So the creator of the Bible, is that the editor? The editors, yeah. So the, the editors, editors they've obviously looked at um, what's working on the market, I guess, mm-hmm. and what kind of stories haven't been done, what kind of stories they'd like to see. Um, and then they do all the brainstorming and they come up with this concept and then it comes out to us then, which was um, which was really interesting. And um, and uh, yeah, <laughs> I was like, this is fantastic. But yeah. the editors are great. I mean, the ed- they're, so, they're so clever, so insightful. Um, the way they can look at a story, dissect it, and come back to you and tell you what's missing is just phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. I mean, they they make the books like the best they can be. 
Um, so yeah, editorial letters make you feel sick as well. But when, <laughs> but when you write like ridiculous, oh god! But they all they just know this. They're so good. They really do bring out the best, and they make books shine. So shout out to the editors. You rock. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> Um, the book is a beautiful star-crossed lover's second chance romance that at the heart of it is about Jasmine having hurt Freddie once upon a time and they are able to move on from uh, from that. But it has but it has a really fun twist with the whole online dating agency that says <laughs> they're the perfect match. What do you as a writer find the most fun and most challenging about writing second chance romance? I think making it believable. You know, if these two people are made for each other, why weren't they made for each other when they were 16, 18 mm -hmm. or whatever? You know, you have to really believe what broke them apart was truly strong enough to break them apart. And then you really, really, truly have to believe that they've got mm -hmm. past that and that they can actually make it work this time. What has changed? What's changed in them? and what makes it work so I think it's it's great fun because you get to reminisce on things that happened when they were younger and you get and you get that moment that nostalgia when they talk about things that have happened in the past and stuff and I love that I love that I love the connection so when they first meet each other they're not strangers so I love that loaded scene where they first meet each other again and you've got all this like oh my god going on in their heads and it really makes a powerful opening opening scene um and then obviously then sort of like how you how you sort of bring them back together then during the story and that's that's really good fun but yet making it making it truly believable is a challenge i think when it comes to second chance romance yeah it was like awkward and there was a little bit of anger there like it was just like this flood of emotions like oh my god like this totally. is Freddie. Oh my god, it is Freddie. <laughs> <laughs> oh this is so unbelievable. But right, like is this a scam? Like there were so many. <laughs> I know. I was like, how do I make it really believable they'd be matched? And then it was like, and then it became kind of obvious for him. So it went along. He's coming back to live in the same place she's living in. They want a relationship in that place. They're both obviously really, really wealthy, which is not common. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Edinburgh, not common. But also then you had um there was also the fact that the Seychelles was always where he was going to take her for the honeymoon. Yeah. So all it took was for him to say, the Seychelles is where I want to go. And they're like, right, that's the perfect location. And she wants to go somewhere like that. And they want to live in Edinburgh. Blah, 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 blah. Woo, magic. <laughs> <laughs> so, Online dating at its finest. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. <laughs> totally. What do you think it is about the Cinderella fairy tale that makes it fun and timeless to retell Aww. in romance? Isn't it just, I, do you know what? I'm such a softy. I think most women, when they're younger, dream about being swept off your feet by your Prince Charming mm -hmm. or, you know, your knight in shining armor um, or your alpha, your alpha hero is going to come yes. along with all his money and whisk you off on his yacht <laughs> or, you know, up into, up into the sky in his private jet. <laughs> it is the whole thing of your life being transformed and turned on its head and at the same time falling in love. You know, what better? Mm -hmm. It's just incredible. Mm -hmm. absolutely incredible yes definitely it's timeless i think is cinderella oh for sure for sure um one of our favorite things about following you online is your love of sharing what you're reading for example one book you recently read loved and shared we just mentioned was the summer seekers by the great sarah morgan oh such big fans for you as a reader we have some reader questions do you have any bookish buzzwords that immediately result in you downloading a book 
Well, I have to say, I'm a sucker for enemies to lovers. Enemies to lovers gets me every time. I love the angst. Oh my God, the angst. I just, I am, yeah, I'm besotted with that. If it's a hint of revenge sex or angry sex, I'm on that. <laughs> but no, I just love the tense, you know, that tense meat when it's enemies to lovers is just fantastic. And, um, and thanks to Regina Kyle, I've now realized I've got a thing for Houdini the pig. So when I saw that she had this book out, I'm not the mess with the millionaire. And all she said was, and it features Houdini the pig. I was like, one click that. <laughs> all I needed to know. Pig Nick Houdini. So, yeah, yeah, totally. Obviously, pigs and uh, enemies to lovers. <laughs> I, was, I have I was... to ask while we're like, like while we're talking about buzzwords. So you posted yeah. a photo a couple of weeks ago. I think the end of May. Like you went to a bookshop and you had a stack of like four or five books. Um, and when I see those covers, I'm like, okay, we, Sarah and I discuss all the time, like the UK yeah. has gorgeous covers, but we don't know, like, what are they, what are the books classified as? Are they romance? Are they? Not the women's fiction question, women's is it? Fiction? Yeah. <laughs> are they chiclet? Because for the longest we were like, oh, chiclet's a UK thing. And it's like, oh, no, not necessarily. We don't know. So, yeah, it blows my mind. So I guess they would be classed as women's fiction. Okay. But I'm totally like making that up off the top of my head. <laughs> <laughs> because I don't understand it either. I think, because they're all romances. All four books I picked up are romances at their heart. Yeah. Um, yeah. I read a gorgeous one actually the other week by Carol Dunbar and it was about it's about a bookshop right that you rent in a beautiful coastal resort and a coastal um yeah coastal seaside resort thing little bookshop really quaint and you rent it for a couple of weeks for your holiday and then she meets this and also you don't just rent it on your on your own you rent it with somebody else and so she meets this gorgeous guy who comes in with a whole secret past and everything and they run this bookshop together for two weeks and that's the con that's what the book was about and it was just so lovely but it was a it was a romance mm. but i guess it probably would be classified as woman's fiction yeah it's so hard to tell because like like we we love the covers and like i mean we get illustrated covers here but we're all sarah's always like the uk ones are so much more whimsical oh, <laughs> like there is I, a difference my sarah morgan one i'm, arrived, I'm <laughs> waiting for mine you it's are, coming it's from the uk <laughs> <laughs> it's gorgeous you gotta see it probably i'm like the bright yellow cover <laughs> It's so, it is just such a beautiful, beautiful cover. I mean, they really, yeah. really, yeah, they've got it right, definitely. But honestly, I couldn't tell you what this would be in woman's fiction, I guess. Okay. okay. <laughs> sure. Why not? Yeah. Okay, I'll read the blurb, I work out whether it's a romance, and then I buy it. There you go, yeah. <laughs> Like Daniel Steele, my mom was a massive Daniel Steele Steel fan. So, and she's so prolific, isn't she? So, every single occasion, birthday, Mother's Day, Christmas, whatever, yeah. I would buy my mom a Daniel Steele book. And then, and then someone said to me, What kind of book is Daniel Steele? Well, I'd be like, Is that woman's fiction? <laughs> <laughs> she writes everything, okay? Everything. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. Um, what is one of your most read authors? I'd say recently it has to be Claire Connolly. So yeah. I think again, because she is so prolific, you know, you could get a book every week if you wanted. Right? <laughs> so I think ultimately, and she can write anything and I will just read it. I mean, I absolutely adore her writing. It's just fantastic. So yeah, Claire Connolly, definitely. Um, like JC Haraway, I'll read everything yep. she puts out. 
Sarah Morgan, you know, absolutely mm -hmm. adore. I mean, the summer that Summer Seekers book. I did. I don't normally put things on my personal Facebook page when it comes to books and things, but I read that book and I had to put it on my personal page because I was like, that was life changing for me. That story, yeah, like totally reevaluate how I'm living my life. And I was like, right, I got to tell everybody about it. <laughs> but Sarah Morgan, yeah, definitely. Um, Can you share? I mean, because you put you put something about it on your Instagram, and you were like you basically said the same thing. Like I finished this book. I have to talk about it. I mean, I haven't read it yet, so no spoilers, but I want to know like, what was it about the story that you like, it, really Sarah. resonated with No, you? it's, it's coming. I'm reading it she next time. It. I, want, I want that physical copy. Yeah. I think there's a real, there's a real like lesson to be learned. Definitely. Okay. And I really okay. identified with the, the middle woman in the story. So you've got Kathleen, the grandmother, and then you've got her daughter. And then you've got this woman, this girl that comes along and ends up being like um, Kathleen's driver across Route 66. And I really identified with the middle woman, with um, Lisa, the daughter. Mm. Um, and it's just the whole way life just takes you over. You know, your kids need something washing and your husband's asking where his shirt is. And, you know, what's for dinner tonight, mum? Yeah. And, there's not so much of that, Mum, what would you like for dinner tonight? Shall I cook it for you? Yeah. <laughs> so you constantly, you constantly feel like you're giving out all the time as a mum and then yeah. you get so caught up in it, in the cycle of it, that you don't actually stop and pause and go, can I make this different? Can I change this? Can I do something to stop this happening, you know, and make my life mm -hmm. better? And that book just, yeah, it just blew me away. And it makes you really sit and think about it. And yeah, it's lovely. I want, I'm not, I can't say much more. I don't want to spoil it for you. But I must say on Thursday night, the Thursday before I finished it, I had just read a particular scene. My husband was drifting off to sleep behind me. And I turned around and I gave him the biggest, biggest cuddle and kiss on his shoulder. And I said, I love you, darling, before Aww. he went to sleep. And he was like, Oh, what was that for? Like, that, was how, that was how the book made me feel. It was yeah. that intense and emotional yeah. reaction. Yeah, it's, it's lovely. It's tell, tell you what you think of it when you've read it. I'd love to know. Yeah. She's an autobi author for me. And actually, I'm lucky enough right now, I do have the eart copy of her Christmas book coming out in October. Oh. So I am just salivating, you know? Like, <laughs> I, I think I've got a you know I'm gonna in the back of this book. <laughs> yeah yeah I'll, I'll be on it definitely definitely she's a big bit okay so now y'all are making me feel left out i need to order the uk version of the book <laughs> <laughs> you'll get it a lot faster than i will brie Re we'll read it together next month <laughs> it's so gorgeous well, i actually i actually spoke to sarah and i said to her would if i sent her the book would she sign it for me so I sent um, Sarah Morgan a message because I said, this book really is so important to me now that I want my daughter to read it. When, she, mm -hmm. when she's a bit older, I want to have a copy for her to read and would she sign it for me if I sorted it out? Well, of course, Aww. Sarah sent me the book and went, you know, of course, you know, you can have a signed copy. So this book is for my daughter <laughs> to read. Oh, that is wonderful. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, my yeah, goodness. Totally. <laughs> oh, how amazing. Um, <laughs> Ebook, audiobook, or physical copy? What's your preferred reading method? ebook mainly because it's easier and it's just hand and i read a lot when i'm on the bike as well so i like i like mm. having my kindle because obviously they get sweaty otherwise <laughs> <laughs> but yep. it's much easier you know you take your kindle with you and you've got thousands and thousands of books that you, you know your fingertips when you're on holiday it's just perfect it's i don't like creasing the spine Am I weird? Oh. Like that? <laughs> <laughs> I got this thing about creasing the spine. It's just weird. <laughs> See, we, we, we buy a lot of used books, so. Oh, yeah, yeah so we buy a lot of used okay. <laughs> I used to do the same. When I could go to the gym, I had my Kindle and I would sit yes. it up on the little ledge on the treadmill. And I get these old, and the old men who would go to the gym every morning to more sit and chat. 
than to yeah. actually do anything. Yeah. They would go, oh, the bookworm is here. And <laughs> I love it. That would so be me. That is so me. I'm like, plug the headphones in to listen to some music and leave yeah, me to my book. Brilliant. Brilliant. That's so much time. And you don't you don't even realize you're exercising though. It's great. And you cut it covers enough of the screen so you don't see how long you've been on it. It's like, how many more minutes do I have left? Yes, yeah, you're not clock watching. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Are you ready for some fill in the sentence? Okay, yes. <laughs> when I'm not writing, I'm reading or maximizing my time with my family, actually. Cramming in family time. Important. My celebrity crush as a teenage girl was Christian Slater or Joey, is it jo- Joey McIntyre from New Kids on the Yes. Oh, yes. the posters on my walls. <laughs> The new kids on the block love amongst Mills and Boone and Harlequin authors is so real. It's bizarre, isn't it? But it's so it is real. It is real. In fact, that's inspired by um the Good Sister, the book, The Good Sister, because I think I was thinking, what would it be like if you suddenly woke up and Joey McIntyre was in bed with you? How would this work? How would it even happen? And what would happen to you? Because <laughs> that's what happens in the Good Sister straight off the bat. <laughs> hilarious well I think we know this one at this point but teenage me dreamed of being oh a writer a writer yeah a writer by night detective by day (laughs) I'm still hoping that we get the spy book for the just saying (laughs) even if it's a novella (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's cool. My most recent Kindle one click was The Summer Seekers for my sister, actually. So I read it and then I was like, I need to buy this for my sister. So I sent it to her. That's awesome. (laughs) I I love when you love a book that you like you want to share. I know. Everybody needs to read it. Yes, yeah, so what yeah. it is. I sent it to her, and then um, and then also Susan Meyer. For me, I bought Susan Meyer's um, "Crack the Code," one of her writing um, craft books. I bought that oh, actually. Okay. I've read lots of good things about that recently. Okay. So I that. What do you use to write? Like when you're writing, are you just like writing on a Word document? Do you have a notebook? Like, are you? I use Scrivener. Yeah, the, the application Scrivener. Right. Okay. okay. <laughs> Scrivener, so Scrivener is my baby. That keeps me, um, keeps it tells me off when I'm not doing enough words. <laughs> Accountability. Yeah. Yep, yep. Exactly. You need to have accountability. So yeah, I love, I love it for that. It's brilliant. One movie awesome. I will never stop watching is Home Alone at Christmas. Yes. I just, oh my god, Home Alone every year it comes out and Die Hard actually. Yeah. Thank I you. Yes. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there's a Christmas. youtube channel i subscribe to and it's like he does like these videos that are like eight hours long but they're background music so if you're sitting and reading they're brilliant to put on it's called calm something uh, we'll get brie to put it in the show notes however for home alone there is one that um he did last year for christmas and it's the house from home alone <gasps> and at one scene the truck drives up but it's heaven <laughs> having the party and you hear all the music and it's brilliant to have on in the background as you're sitting and reading a Christmas I love movie. it yeah definitely send that to me oh, I, yeah, I'll send you a app. link to it I'll send you a link to it yes that movie is so hilarious it really it is, is. Day. I'm sorry. <laughs> when the spider falls on Marv's face yeah. <laughs> oh, 
I'm just sorry. That, that, when they made that film, they must have known this is just going oh, yeah. to blitz. They had out. something. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Absolutely brilliant. <laughs> the app on my phone that I use the most is Instagram or Gmail, actually. I probably use my email quite a lot, but Instagram yeah. for a true, like, you know, app app. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Instagram. Okay. Mm-hmm. And Sarah, you want to do do our rapid fire? Rapid fire, yeah. What is your favorite color to wear? Red if I'm feeling naughty, pink if I'm feeling soft. There you go. <laughs> Listen, like she it. is wearing pink today. Yeah. And we first logged on. I was like, this is Rachel Stewart on brand. That's right, yeah. <laughs> what is the first song on the soundtrack to your life? Um, I Till Kingdom Come by Cole Coldplay only because that is the start of my romance with my husband so my husband used to make me miss mixtapes on a cd not they weren't tapes but when we got together they were cds but he used to make me these cds and he'd say that they say it better than i can until kingdom come was the you know it was just like if you listen to the lyrics are just you know it yeah the lyrics are just like but you have wasted all these years it's just it's magic absolute magic so Unless you mean like from an age point of view, in which case it'd have to be Karma Chameleon by Culture Club. That's the earliest, oh that's the earliest song. I remember going into my kids, into my parents' bedroom when I was a kid and it was really dark and the alarm had come on and the alarm used to be the radio and that was yes. playing. Oh my yeah. gosh. What a good song. It was the first music video I ever remember seeing. What? On the houseboat or the, the, yeah, the gambling boat. Okay. As soon as we're done here, I'm going to have to pull it up on Spotify to listen to it. (laughs) Y'all, like I am like, I know that song, but their song time, like time won't give me time. I, I will belch that song out when it comes out. I love it. (laughs) I love music that does that to you. I get that with Eiffel, Eiffel 65 by Blue. I I mean, oh my goodness. I will dance like an absolute loon if that comes out. Uh, what is one hill you will wholeheartedly die on romance is for everyone and when i say that obviously lgbtq plus it's for everyone but i'm totally going to emphasize men now right (laughs) (laughs) because because oh my goodness my granddad was a massive mills and boone fan harlequin romance yes so when I used to think there were Nan's books on the top shelf, right? <laughs> they were actually my granddad's books. Yeah. And so he he like he'd read his thrillers and everything, but there was something about a romance book that just worked for him. And especially as he got older, they were just his, they were his go-to book. And so I totally believe that. And I had a message, in fact, from one of my male friends on Facebook after posting about Summer Seekers. He messaged me privately and said, you know, should I read that as well? And I said, to be honest, everyone should read it with a busy life. You will learn from it. And then he said to me, but I love your books anyway. You totally make me relax. I feel happy. You know, it's because they give you that feel good feeling in such a short space of time. And so I totally stand by romances for men too. (laughs) Absolutely. I love that. They were actually Mm -hmm. granddad's books. I know, totally, totally. It was oh, it was just eye-opening when I found out. And I thought, yeah, why not? Why not? Absolutely. He was a massive romantic. Absolutely adored my nan to itty-bitty pieces. Um, incredible guy. And yeah, I'm very manly. You know, he, he wore his shirts and he had his cardigans. And he was just very, very smart, very dapper looking. But he would sit and read a Mills and Boone quite happily. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, it, it 
kind of dispels the thought of like it is a certain type of man that's going to enjoy these books like agreed no anybody can pick these up and enjoy them exactly Mm -hmm. absolutely um what is the most random place an idea for a story came to you probably when my son was being sick in the bathroom (laughs) (laughs) that's what i was thinking (laughs) the book that started it all started right yeah Totally, totally. All the really inconvenient times when you're in the shower and you're soaking wet and you're trying to like write down on a piece of paper. <laughs> um, what's one thing you like to have within arm's reach while writing? A huge bottle of water. I'm obsessed with water. Or if I'm writing a really sexy scene, a bottle of red. <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes you have both. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I have both, but there's something about a glass of red wine that lifts the fear, even within a really emotional scene. Sometimes as well, it just takes the restraints off, and your key, yeah. you know, your fingers just fly on the keys. Then, and it's yeah, it's liberating. That's awesome. <laughs> um, Fifteen years from now, you're writing your memoir. What's the title? No regrets. I think I'm a total believer in this thing. You're more likely to regret things you don't do than you do do. It's true. So yeah, yeah, totally no regrets. And um, yeah, life is too short. You just got to go after it. <laughs> it really is. Um, what advice would author Rachel Stewart now give uh, author Rachel Stewart back in the beginning of her writing career? Don't give up. And in fact, I'd slap myself in between the last like 15 years as well, because the number of times that you stop because you think you're not good enough. And I think writers are very, very typically um, very self-deprecating very you know they don't have confidence and i think even the best of the best still think they can't do it anymore because you're only as good as your last book so mm-hmm. i think yeah i think it's that whole thing of never give up you know you get a rejection and you pick yourself up off the floor and you go out again because you love writing i think that's the thing to remember you love writing and it's it's about that whole you know losing yourself in your own world for a bit and if it sells it sells if it doesn't it doesn't but as long as you enjoyed that time what does it matter mm-hmm. yeah so yeah mm-hmm. i i do i i when i have a rejection from mills and boone the first time for the historical the to love us by <laughs> i um <laughs> i you know i did stop because i was like oh they think i you know they, they obviously don't think i'm good enough but the the rejection was pages long you know and it was like look at this and look at this and we really like your voice so rather than focusing on the good i took it as you know of course yeah yeah so yeah don't listen to the rejections get on with it well listen, to the, listen to the advice <laughs> learn from the advice and move on <laughs> yes agreed yeah. so lastly can you share anything about what is coming up next from you okay so obviously surprise with union with cinderella is coming out um very soon in fact it's out in australia today <laughs> but i think it's out <laughs> next month in america i'm not sure i think it might be next month i Look think so australia, yeah you're getting stuff before us i'm well, I'm, there are there are, there are time zones ahead of us. That's probably why. <laughs> I need to order it from them. <laughs> but I think um, I've also got a Beauty and um, a Beauty and the Beast retelling coming out at Christmas time. Mm. Well, I think it's the twenty seventh of December, um, and that's been lovely. I've just finished my uh, last pass on that book. It's gone back actually this week, and I was so emotionally exhausted yesterday after finishing it. But it's it's a, it's just lovely. It's um, very much like she's an A list Hollywood star. And he is this um, millionaire. He's um, damaged from an accident. He's lost somebody. He's grieving. He's hiding on a Greek island. And when she breaks up with her partner and it's all a high profile breakup, she needs somewhere to come and hide. 
So they know each other from when they were kids. And the sister, his sister, thinks, oh, I have an idea here. <laughs> I'm going to get my big brother to come out of his shell and come back to the land of the living. Oh, I'll just send her across. So very much <laughs> the beast. And um, right. yeah, it's, it was, it's been lovely to write, actually. That, again, it's a second chance romance. Like Freddie and Jasmine, you know, it's about what went mm-hmm. on before and, you know, how they can make it work this time. And it's very much about he's obviously just hiding with his scars and everything. And she's always in the limelight and how you can like blend those two worlds to make it work and believe that it's going to work. So, yeah, it was, oh, it's my heart's going. It's really, it's really emotional. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. That well. Is there a fairy tale that you haven't done that you are like, I want to do this. I want to try this. Oh, I don't know. That's a good question, actually. I probably want to try and do another Cinderella, actually, I think. Mm-hmm. Even though it's the same one again, but I just there's so many ways you can do that story. You yeah. can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I'd really like to do that one again, I think. I just I do love Beauty and the Beast. Even the reverse as well, where she's scarred and he's yes. the one that has to I love I love that whole twist on tropes and like the whole older woman, younger man thing with Reawakened. It's that mm-hmm. whole twist on a trope that I like to try and do and challenge myself with it and also really enjoy it as well and make people think differently about stuff. Yeah. So yeah, maybe I'll do that. Well, if you, you put it out, it. we're going to read it. We're going to read it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> <Are> you guys. <laughs> Send it to us on some post-it notes. We're good with that, too. Yes. It can be Rumpelstiltskin. <laughs> right. I mean, if it's Rumpelstiltskin, if it says Rachel Stewart <laughs> on it, I'm like, anyway. all right, here we go. <laughs> I'm here for it. Oh, you guys are the best. <laughs> It could be, oh, Rachel Stewart has a 101 doubt, but I don't need to know anything else. Yeah. Oh, that Rachel one? That'd be a cracker. <laughs> I'm sure that there's going to be a cute dog and some sexy times, and it's going to be yeah. fun, and I'm going to be emotional. And, and when the sexy the times are happening, the dog's staring at you from the bottom of the bed. Right. Oh, God, what is that? That's what dogs do, don't they, though? <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> You've totally like given me flashbacks now. <laughs> Previous relationships with big Alsatian. I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> Rom com from by Rachel Rom-com, Stewart yeah. involving a dog. <laughs> <a bit laughs> <of> the- <laughs> Your editor, if they ever listen to this, are going to be like, no, don't listen to no, what they not, say. No, no. no Alsatian, no sex. No. <laughs> so, where can people follow you online? So I'm on Instagram, more often than not Instagram. So Rachel Stewart 3 on Instagram. Um, Rach underscore B52, as in the bomber, okay. <laughs> or the drink, actually, <laughs> on nice. Twitter. Nice. And, um, and Rachel Stewart author on Facebook. And, okay. um, and obviously I've got my website as well. So you'll find that on Google quite easily anyway. I, I love it. Your website is so, <laughs> it's so you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so my, my son came home the other day from school and he was like, Mum, you need to change that picture on your homepage. I was like, the one where you're on the bed, Mum. You know, the one, the one. Because like, like, I'm at school and, you know, the boys and they're looking and they're going, your oh, mum's your mom's so like. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just laughing, Josh. I'm laughing. He goes, yes, but you can almost see your bottom. Oh, <laughs> the son of a romance writer. You're right. Oh, no. <laughs> but it's because i think it's i'm laughing so much on that and that is just me most of the time i I do look like (laughs) laughing so yeah i yeah it works (laughs) well this has been a dream come true thank Mm -hmm. you so much i mean you're always welcome so please come back (laughs) 
Well, I want to be part of your book club because I think you guys, like me and you guys, talking about category romance, awesome. <laughs> it's all I ever do. I think I totally like. I totally believe in what you're doing, and um, and you. that's very much what I'm like as well. Because these stories are such good stories, and pe- more people need to know about them. Because when you pick up a Mills and Boone, a Harlequin romance, or whatever it is, category romance. You know what you're getting, and that's mm-hmm. just so lovely. You haven't got to think to yourself, "Oh my God, is this book gonna like have a happy ending?" You know right. what? What is gonna happen? What's this gonna do to me? Like Daniel Steele, I personally couldn't read them because I it would just destroy me. She was such a good, she's such a good writer, and she would just destroy me. <laughs> Whereas I can cope with a Mills and Boone book. I mean, you yeah. can cope with a Mills and Boone book, you know, book, but you know, at the end, there's that amazing feeling of happiness. Of and I just yeah, yeah. So I totally believe in what you're doing, and that's exactly what I do through my Insta feed and everything is just yeah. share the book love. <laughs> yeah. I'm always like going to your page, like, did Rachel share anything that she's reading now? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like jotting down all these titles, like, can I find this on Kindle? Am I going to have to order it from Book Depository? <laughs> well, honestly, the medical medical romances, I've not really read medical before, so I've just started reading medical. I think in the last few months, it's been a series. It's kind of like it's not been on my radar, and I'm reading yeah. them. And I'm like, oh my god, I can't get enough because I'm not into Bruce. And that's why I couldn't be a detective, actually, because when I realized that I couldn't really look at blood, that wasn't really good. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Reading the medical, I'm like, oh, can I cope with the gruesome stuff? But oh my God, such good, like Louisa George, brilliant, you yes. know, fantastic, yes. fantastic stories. So yeah. yeah, and there's just so many to go at. And I want to read some more in, um, intrigue and suspense because I just Those love, you know, that whole added yeah. element is fantastic. So yeah, there's, there's a few more There's the a day. new one out I have to plug because we, we chatted with her a couple of weeks ago, but um, the new intrigue, Cold Case True Crime by Denise right. in Wheatley. It is right. so good. You have to I'm read it. <laughs> no, I'm kind of an intrigue wimp, but I made it through the book. <laughs> Fantastic. I love it. I love it. <laughs> well, all of your information will be in the show notes. Listeners, mm-hmm. she's one of our favorite people. Go follow her. Keep up with her yes. online. Read her books. Oh, Reawakened you. is out. Mm-hmm. Uh, surprise un- reunion with his Cinderella is by the time this episode comes out, should be Will have be recently released. Yeah. Yes. So get yourself a copy, you guys. <laughs> we love thank it. you. And honestly, thank you so much for having me. And thank you for everything you ladies do. It's just brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. It's superb. Thank Take you. Take a bow. <laughs> <laughs>